0: Radio Tiny House is on the air. Good morning and welcome to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith here with my wonderful wife and beautiful co-host,
1: Beth Smith here.
0: She almost forgot her name there, I think. And um, we are here on a beautiful, absolutely beautiful fall morning in the North Georgia mountains. It's, uh, we had a spectacular day yesterday and the day before that. Uh, It's just been great weather for fall and uh, hope that it's a beautiful day wherever you are. Hope you have a great day today. We certainly are so far. Although sometimes it's interesting to do, you know, a podcast first thing in the morning. (laughs) It's uh you know there are lots of knobs involved anyway.
1: Right. <laughs> Thank God I'm not in charge of the knobs.
0: Today is uh, we're doing our sixth episode, and um, it's gonna be no, I mean it's not gonna be that different from the other five except for we, we're talking about different stuff today.
1: <laughs> I should hope so. We
0: try to do that every episode. <laughs> I don't think you'd like it if we did the same the thing same every thing. episode. So today uh, we're gonna talk about some. Uh, just radio tiny house news, some things we've got coming up, and then I'm going to go into some, some uh, one of the questions that we constantly get asked on Facebook, and then um, we'll be talking about a presentation that Beth has done. Uh, she did this on her um, Facebook Live on Sunday night on her um, Facebook group, uh, which is Tough Shed, uh, t- lie, the Tiny Houses, Shed Homes, so you can not get tongue-tied with that. Um, so we'll be talking about that a little bit today too, and we're going to be talking about preparing for winter, which is uh, going to be quickly on us and um, maybe already is where you live. Uh, we've had some snow already in the mountains, and um, out west they've had uh, a lot of snow in Wyoming and Montana, So, and, uh, and probably in California too, which may help actually with the help of the wildfires. So anyway, today uh, we've got some exciting news Um for Radio Tiny House and for Tiny Houses Shed Homes, we're going to be starting a YouTube channel. Yep. When are we doing that?
1: So it's next Sunday evening. Um, we're putting we're launching our first YouTube um, video, and it will be on our house because hey, you got to start where you began, right. right? And I know we've said this before, but our house has gone viral, and. We were surprised by this. Um I mean, we had a an interview with Tough Shed who built our uh Tough Shed and they for their blog and we thought that was kind of exciting and we thought something might happen about that. We didn't have any idea. That was like two years ago. Yeah. We were shed building when shed building was not cool, uh, I had actually, mentioned or something. It was
0: three and a no, half. No, no, of, not the wait. not the oh,
1: article. article. Oh, yeah. yeah, the article. So anywho, um, but nothing ever really came of that, and then suddenly, about six months ago, a, a big blogger picked us up, and every t- time I turn around, another blogger has picked us up. I just discovered a new one yesterday, and I had gotten into a She Shed group on Facebook, and there's my house. Um,
0: In, in the She Shed
1: group. In the She Shed group. And everybody's commenting and um, asking all the questions, and of course, the first question always is, how much does it cost, which is an impossible question to answer. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to comment and, um, when I was, Barry was up here getting ready for the thing and I was answering questions in the group because when our house goes up and it's a shed home, suddenly there's a hundred comments, um, which of course feels good because we've done a good job. I'm really proud of what we've done, but, um, there's always the questions. Oh, I turned off my notification so I wouldn't get in trouble with Barry. And so they came she, right back on.
0: He she must not have turned it off. She turned it up.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the loudest sorry.
0: notification I've ever heard in my life.
1: I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I tried. He watched me do it. It's
0: like a nuclear alert <laughs> <laughs> notification.
1: I, yeah, I uh, don't can't guarantee that's not going to happen again. Facebook I, questions are coming. <laughs> Let's see if I can turn my notifications up. For yeah, podcast. yeah, thank you,
0: thank you for your contribution to <laughs> podcast history.
1: You're welcome. Oh yeah, sorry, and I I want to leave it on because I have my um, presentation I was going to refer right. to,
0: <laughs> and she obviously likes her notifications.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I'm oh, tickled now.
0: <laughs> so oh. let's bring us back to reality here. <laughs> so Facebook I mean we do get it. so anyway, we've got the, the um uh the YouTube channel going. Of course we've got Radio Tiny House going. Oh wait, wait, wait. What? I was gonna let me oh. finish about oh. the YouTube. <laughs> Notification. <Right>. Notification, <laughs> she's changing the subject.
1: <laughs> so our YouTube channel will be featuring other people, not just us. Um, and, uh, Airbnbs, we're actually going to, uh, Savannah in a couple of weeks, and we're staying in an adorable little 350 square foot cottage, and we're going to videotape that, and, um, we've just got, we want to, uh, we might travel some, but due, due to COVID, we'll probably be doing armchair travel for a we'll, while, travel, I mean, we're going into Florida. We're going, Florida. we're going
0: to Florida, we're going to Tybee, that's, that's travel. I know,
1: but I mean, like, not all over the world yeah, doing true. tiny homes, but... Anyway, so we're looking for tiny homes and shed homes to feature on our YouTube channel. And it's going to be the same as our Facebook group, Tiny Houses, Shed Homes. And um, yeah, we want to encourage people who are interested in building. um, And, you know, the purpose that we chose to do this was, first off, we wanted a house that was custom for us, just the way we wanted it. Um, and secondarily, we wanted to do it in ex- as inexpensively as possible with as much luxury as possible. Uh, cause you know, I'm picky that way. And, um, I also felt like I could control the process. I'd been studying houses for a long time and how to build them and all this stuff. And we did build our house to code, but we also added several things. Like there's a lot of folks who live in, in, what we call our Shafas, um, but we wanted a full ho- on house. And that's what we did. We were able to have the money. I had the money set aside. And so that's what we did. And, but and everybody doesn't have to do it that way. Right.
0: And you may want to do yours differently. We built, uh, and this is one of the, back to the questions about from Facebook. One of the questions that we get asked, and Beth just said it, we get asked how much this house cost. Well, A, um you know, we we spent what we were comfortable spending for right. what we wanted to have. Um, well, well, sometimes it was uncomfortable. Like, oh, that's a big check. And that is a big check, yes. But it's it's also, um, you know, we built this house for us, and others might make it, you know, a house that's more expensive. Yeah, Some well, people might build a house that's that's much less expensive.
1: Well, now it would cost probably a third, again, as much because of the lumber prices. Right. So we're so glad we did it when we did, but, so we've you know. Had,
0: we've had people actually be critical of us for building.
1: A nice house. A, what we built,
0: <laughs> what we wanted for us. So, um, uh, you know, so that's one of the big questions. And the, and the other comment that we frequently get is, uh, oh, I wouldn't build a house like that because it'll blow over in a high wind. Well, <laughs> our you could land and uh, put an aircraft carrier on our house and it's not going to go anywhere. It is built to uh, not only to code, but uh, we did some extra things underneath the house to secure the house to the foundation that um, uh, most houses don't have. So I would venture to say, and we've had some very high winds here in the in the mountains.
1: Well, seventy-eight mile an hour winds, and and where our house is situated, we estimate up to ninety mile an hour gusts.
0: Right, and we always have wind here. So I mean, it's a it's, yeah, it's a we constant. we live on a kind
1: of a we live kind of on an updraft. Uh, our house is in the mountains, so we're on the side of a slope, and there's always a breeze, uh, and it's kind of can be pretty windy here. It can be
0: very windy here, yes. yeah. So. Um, yeah, anyway, no, I
1: wouldn't put it on uh, the beach in Florida. Uh,
0: in, in, in the middle of hurricane or, uh, Well,
1: let's back up. The beach in Louisiana, but there is not a beach in Louisiana, but you know what I mean.
0: Right, yeah. Um, so anyway, if you build your house well and it's built to code, uh, it's probably not going to blow over. Whether it's a, um, you know, a, a Dakar concrete house or whether it's a uh, a shed house, if you do it right, uh, it's going to be safe in uh, in almost any conditions. Now, if it gets hit directly by a tornado, that's a different story altogether because there's there are very few houses built on the planet that are tornado-proof. Yeah. Um, even, you know, multi-million dollar homes are not uh, tornado-proof. So anyway, um, we also get a lot of great comments. We get yeah, more yeah, good comments. Yeah. yeah, a lot of compliments. People love our house. Um, and honestly, we love living in it. It's... Uh, it's a tiny for us compact space, um, and it did take some getting used to. Although we did, you you know our story. We've we when we built this house, we were living in a, our camper, and uh, which because we
1: just built one other house, right,
0: which was twenty seven feet long. I mean, it was a nice camper, but it was small. So when we moved into our shed home, it was like moving into a mansion. So that's um, that's kind of. Uh, a cool feeling to have that something still tiny feels really big.
1: Right. Well, it depends on your perspective, doesn't it? Yes. Because, well, <laughs> you know, when we did, so we had built, just because not everybody's listened to every podcast, we built Tiny House One our, for minute, ourselves.
0: Not everybody listens to every podcast?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I hate I'm to break hurt. it to you. <laughs> um, we had built Tiny House One for ourselves, but then gave it to our daughter and uh, we don't talk about that one that much because we do respect her privacy. We don't show lots of pictures of that. Um, if you know, we just we're focusing on our house now. But um, on and this was in front of our house, and then we have about three acres, so we basically now live in her backyard. Um, on or our she uh,
0: lives in our front
1: our, yard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but we love having the opportunity to build the two houses, but by the time we built tiny house one, we were tired, saw the shed at home Depot, made Barry go because he didn't want to. Um, and I made him walk through it and said, you know, here's the bathroom, here's the this. And I um, finally convinced him that we could do this. And I hadn't ever seen a house converted to a shed, but I was determined to try to do that. But the important thing that for that is that we did Build it to code. So we upgraded several things. Right. We talked to Home Depot. We told them we had to build it to code because our county is very, they're pretty sticklers. St- they are. They- and they follow international building code. And a lot of people are trying to do shed homes without complying to those things. And there's, some of the rules are silly. Come on, let's just be honest. Some of the rules are silly and we would roll our eyes. Our deck code was like 20 pages long, how to build a deck and um so some of that was silly but the reality is if i think about it would i want to buy a house that a contractor had built for me that didn't that he didn't have to adhere to any codes right. god knows what we'd be living in i mean look what happens now when people get contractors no sorry if you're a contractor i don't mean to be ugly but there's all kinds of things that happen you can watch yeah. on tv there's that <laughs> world's loudest <laughs> notification Anyway, so um, we just wanted to make sure we could build it and control the things ourselves. And that's why we did it. Yep,
0: that's exactly right. And that's we're so going to
1: quickly do my presentation so I can turn this computer off. Yes,
0: because uh, <laughs> it's... It's making
1: all kinds <laughs> of noise that I thought I had stopped.
0: <laughs> so Beth did this presentation again on her uh, group, Facebook group page, which you can find by going to uh, Tiny Houses Shed Homes. And um, uh Join if you'd like to. Yeah, happy uh, to have you. It's a fun group. Um,
1: I do go live on Sunday evenings about 8 o'clock. I might have to change that as we're doing more interviews. And houses are harder to photograph and videotape in the dark. And
0: speaking of interviews, you've got Scott and his wife.
1: Oh, yeah. So I've got um, on my Facebook group this week, this Sunday night, I have uh, Scott and Rhonda from Louisiana who live in a shed home. It's gorgeous. (laughs) And I was just blown away when I saw it. I'm so sorry. Um, and so I um, am interviewing them, and they're going to give us a videotape of their home, and um, we'll be talking about how they built it. Um, was it was it your notifications? Uh, yeah,
0: maybe my notifications <laughs> on my Mac. I...
1: <laughs> so see, it's not me. Oh, it's very, it was very loud. I'm
0: telling you, it's just it's like I'm sleep deprived this morning. I. I made my coffee wrong. I <laughs> well, terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, so let's talk about my presentation. We were talking about getting ready for winter. Now, if you live in a tiny home or you live in a shed home or are thinking about that, there are some things I think that you need to do uniquely differently for winter or let me back up. Maybe not differently, but more um maybe a little bit more focused than you would if you were living in a big house in a subdivision. Because often shed homes are kind of in the woods, often we're, um, you know, living in a place in a situation that might not be exactly the same as, um, you know, that subdivision home. So um, one of the things that I worry a little bit about uh, when people build shed homes, now ours is, um, we have a steep pitched roof, and I increased the pitch when we purchased it because I like higher pitched roofs. Um, so I'm not too worried about snow load here, but I see a lot of people with these little thin trusses on um, their shed homes. And a lot of them are what I call lofted barns. And, you know, they're not really prepared for house living and heavy snow loads. So one of the things I recommend is to make sure if you're living in a shed home, to, make, to watch for that snow. And if you ha- get a bunch of snow make sure that you have ha, have an opportunity or ability to kind of clear it um, you know you don't want two feet of snow on top of a light trust building um, and of course also insulation is really key in the shed homes uh, as any home but um, some of them are built with just two by four walls we increased ours to two by six and two by four walls you can get to R 13 insulation unless you spray foam and then up in this attic, though, if you only have a two by six truss, you're not going to be able to really get much insulation up there. Right. So a lot of people are spray foaming those ceilings. And we have uh, not chosen to do that in our lofted barn. We have um, uh, the what I call astrofoil, but it's a shiny, reflective kind of insulation just in the bigger part uh, where we are in the podcast studio is insulated. In several areas, but um, the floor, we didn't get the floor insulated before we had the thing installed, and most people don't.
0: No, most people don't, and it's... um,
1: It's it's chilly on the floor in the winter. It
0: is, because I I spend a lot of time up here in the winter, and I can get the space really comfortable. But it's, um, when the heat goes off, the the cold comes right up the floor. so. So,
1: yeah, whenever people in these shed groups that I'm in start asking about how to prep it, I'm like, please make sure you get the bottom... Of your shed insulated before you get it um, and there's some challenges to that because a lot of people are putting them just on blocks or just on the on gravel and there are reasons that code requires foundations but i'm not going to go into that rabbit hole anyway just make sure your insulation is as much up to snuff as you can caulk windows and doors make sure those are not leaking um, and then you know there various ways, as we talked about, to make sure that floor is done. The other thing that uh, we always try to do is check our crawl space in our underbelly of our house. We are, (laughs) after building tiny house one, which is on piers, which I hate, but it is what it is. um, And we are going to upgrade that, but it's all about money, right? Um, But um, once that was done and we could feel uh, how much air is going under that house, There's not a lot. We decided to build um, our house on concrete blocks. Mm -hmm. But I had a little bit of claustrophobia, and I had crawled under that house to put insulation under that house. And I'm like, there is no way we're doing two feet, which was the minimum code. We're doing three feet because we're going to crawl under the house and insulate it. So our house is pretty high up on concrete blocks.
0: Yeah, it's it's so high that... um... (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's hard I, to get I mean, grandparents and I'm I'm not the,
0: getting up the roof on the roof. <laughs> well,
1: true that, but uh, we do crawl under the underbelly, it's pretty comfortable under there. And it's been vapor barriered and all that stuff. In fact, our inspectors really complimented the work we did under our house, which is a little it's a kind of a weird compliment to get, but that that's is a weird a, that's compliment. Cool. Um, check your plumbing, make sure that you're not going to freeze. I mean, the last thing you want to do is freeze your pipes. We used pec on house number no, pecs on house number 2 house number 1 has just standard plumbing pex is uh like um a plastic tubes like big straws yeah, actually but, yeah, if you think exactly. about it um but it also has a little bit more flexibility um for freezing but um you know make sure your plumbing's done make sure your plumbing wrap is done we've got some extra wrapping we need to do on tiny house 1 now, if you have a what I call a drag and drop shed or something that looks that's low to the ground, I we really recommend skirting of some kind because you're going to be cold. Back to the thing, we have not skirted our shed office, our shop um, because we're not here. I mean, we, you know, we don't live for, in it. Yeah, but if I lived in this thing, you know, the other thing we're getting is the kids are moving. Our daughters' kids are using this for homeschool, so this year, um. We're going to be a little bit more concerned about uh, temperature in the front part of the shoppers. So we've uh, put up some drywall. We still have the reflective
0: roof. We insulated it all. We insulated it. Put up drywall.
1: Put up drywall. And then now I'm buying one of those heated floor mats. Um, I need to double check the measurement of the carpet, but it goes underneath your carpet. So it also heats the floor and we have a little space heater in here. So I think they will be fine for the winter. And if they're cold underfoot, they can get on one of those heated floor mats. They're on Amazon. Um, I might bring that up. What we, the exact one we did, because there are a lot of people that have cold floors. Right. Um, so you can get mats that you stick under carpet. You can get mats that you stick under tile. Those are obviously pre tile. Um, but this one, you just lay under the carpet and, um, there's one called Rug Buddy, and the other one that I'm looking at is a different brand. Can't think of what it is at the moment, but I'll make and, sure I get that for next and time. And you may
0: need to add, depending on where you live, you may need to add something more, or you know, uh, just go with space heaters. If you right. live in Florida, there's there's not a whole lot of reason to go uh, overboard on heat. Uh, we don't have really, I mean, we, we have a few really cold days here. Right, uh, last winter was was kind of mild for us. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, they say this winter is going to be really cold and you, you know, you never can you really never tell know. the weather's going to be what the weather's going to be. Right. Um, but we don't, because we don't live in an extremely cold climate, we haven't done much with, with heat in the shoffice
1: Or under the, under, we're back, or skirting, back to the skirting Or insulating idea. under the shoffice. Right. So, But anyway. Um, but,
0: it's just uncomfortable for a few days out of the year. Yeah. So, so
1: it's not that big of a deal. Again, I mentioned we had some. Uh, electric heat i also recommend to anyone who builds and lives a little bit remotely now most people that build sheds uh, or tiny houses end up living not in a city right Right? they live um in the suburbs or not suburbs in the outer rim rooms usually about i, I recommend to people they start looking about an hour outside of the city uh, because that's where you can build a little things that are a little different now in georgia they've at uh, um approved appendix q which is um international building code speak for uh approving tiny homes so we'll see more and more of those we actually have a build going on in atlanta that i'm excited about and we'll update you on that i'm trying to get that the first house that's being built in a tiny home community i'm trying to get that guy on our podcast and my facebook group but anyway Let's go on. Heat, uh, obviously, I ask, I recommend that people have two kinds of heat because if you get, if you lose your electricity, it's cold.
0: It is cold, yeah. Uh,
1: and when you lose it, it's probably cold. So um, I recommend that they get uh, propane heat, and it's not that expensive to do. And that they get, you know, if they if they have electric heat. Um, so make sure you can stay warm. That's you know, if you lose your electricity and your refrigerator goes out, oh well. Right, but if you lose your electricity and your heat goes out and it's three degrees, that's more than an oh well.
0: That's right. Then so, it's like oh my gosh, what are we going to do so we don't freeze to death? Right now, so, we did get from our gas company, um, we got um, a what size? Ga- how many? Oh, I don't, I don't, don't remember. Three hundred fifty pounds, it's a, it's gallons, a, it's a, whatever. It's a big is. propane tank uh, in the back of the house. It's not. I mean, it's not pleasant to look at, but it's functional. Um, <laughs> it's blue at it's, least. It's blue at least. Yeah. Um, paint blue, I guess yeah. you could call it that
1: sky um, blue
0: sky blue maybe um, but we uh purchased a small I mean it's a small fireplace with right. the fake logs and all, but it it's situated in such a place that it can heat the entire house if our power goes out right and so that's uh, that's a real benefit to have um but there, you can
1: even get these inexpensive ones that just look like oh, old yep. timey heaters that we used to have it when we were kids, and I'm dating myself, but we don't talk about age. Um, (laughs) But they're only like a couple hundred bucks at Home Depot and set them up with a propane, a small propane tank if you have to. to, I've seen people do that. You can keep, if you can even just keep one room warm, at least you have a place to do it. But anyway. And and
0: usually these things, you know, power outages only last a few days. Um, Right. So uh, unless there's, you know, a hurricane that's knocked everything down, and then you can go for two or three weeks. Uh, but you know, heat is important in the winter, for sure. So. And
1: you know, we live and you know in Georgia, but so we, I love the temperature zone that we're in. We're in gardening zone seven, but that means we get four full seasons. We get a full spring, we get a full fall, we get a full winter. Eh, sometimes it's not that full, but you know, we have lots of days that are warm and cool. But you know, there are enough days that we really want to make sure we have heat. And then of course we have a a hot summer, Um, and that's why having our mini splits, which we aren't talking about today, but that's really important because you got to have air if you live in Georgia. I don't know how people used to do it anyway.
0: But we move on. Giant attic fans that sucked in in all the bugs
1: and the humidity. Anyway, the other thing that um, a couple of other things that I recommend people do is infrastructure. We have a long driveway; it's four hundred and fifty feet long from our chauffeuse to the end of the road. To get out of our property and it is rutted right now Um, and I keep nagging that we need to get that fixed unfortunately due to COVID we can't find anybody to fix it so we're going to have to haul gravel and that's not going to be fun but we got to fix it because once winter's come you know it's been a rainy summer but we're going to lose whatever left is left of our driveway it's going to be difficult to refix so any of your infrastructure needs to be taken care of before winter and then lastly And remember if you're cold the varmints are cold so the varmints are going to be trying to get into your house bugs rats mice i've seen people that have underpinnings and they are foam underneath their houses and the bugs and the mice are getting in it so you know you're just going to have to kind of be careful about what's happening under your house and do whatever things. google whatever things you need to do to make sure you keep those things out of your house because they want to be warm too
0: You should also, if you have power lines that cross your property somewhere, make sure, now the power company generally takes care of this, but you can also call them if you see something. If you have a a large tree with branches that are hanging over a power line, then um, if you can safely cut uh, the the branches back, then do so. I would recommend calling the power company and just letting them know that you've got uh, branches that are hanging over the line and you don't want them to fall on the line if there's an ice storm or something like that.
1: Yeah, we had the chance to bury our land our, uh, land, uh, bury our
0: We did bury power our power yes.
1: line on our property, but the neighbors behind us didn't want to cut down one tree. So the power company wouldn't do it. And now of course
0: Well that, that tree- would have been that tree actually came down last year right. when there were, when we had we, the remnants was, of a hurricane no it was a hurricane oh, right, right. that brought the tree down so you know
1: anyway but now that was too late <laughs> we missed that window so now we we do run some risk but you know it is what it is and we are fine if that happens we're fine uh luckily our uh, local emc is pretty speedy about uh getting things taken care they of they really are um by the way in my um we mentioned this last week in a podcast. If you want to, do, to figure out how to do a shed home yourself or a tiny home yourself, um, we I do have a little PDF that I've made to get you started. A lot of people say, how in the world do I even start such a thing? And so you need to email Barry and he will send you the PDF. What right, is that email address? You can
0: uh, email me at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com and uh, we'll get that PDF out to you.
1: Yeah. Easy. Um okay how are we doing for time and what else do you want to talk uh, about I
0: think we're uh we're at 27 and a half minutes oh. so we probably ought to wrap this up pretty soon just again um oh uh, uh, our sponsor this week will be tiny, tiny houses, houses shed homes. homes so if you're looking for information on how to build a tiny house or a shed home or you're just looking for inspiration uh or even tips on uh, paring down your stuff to move into a tiny that's house. Right. Um,
1: professional organizer that's here. That's
0: right. Beth is a professional organizer. Um, so uh, go ahead and go over to uh, Tiny Houses Shed Homes on Facebook. Join the group. There's a lot of information there. There's some great people on there that can also yeah. help you along. we
1: growing really fast. We've um, just started it a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. We're finally like, wait a minute. We need to be joining in and helping people do this. And we're at like 1,600 yep. or 1,700 members. We get 30 or 40 a day, which is exciting for us. We're happy to see people jumping on the bandwagon and dreaming about their own tiny house. That's right. Channel.
0: And there are also people, I mean, it's not just Beth that uh, that is giving her ideas. There are other people that oh, yeah. will say, hey, you know, I did this when I had a tiny house. Or I when we were moving into our tiny house, we had to pare down and we didn't know how to get rid of stuff. And uh, this is what we did. So... It's and it is. It can't be an emotional thing to pare down your stuff. Um, we'll do
1: a we'll do a podcast about that. that.
0: That'd be a great idea because that I mean, people are emotionally attached to things, and um, so I think that'd be a
1: good topic. And then that emotional attachment, by the way, starts at about age two. It's right. pretty normal. So if you're attached to your stuff, it's not anything that's unusual.
0: Right. No, it's not. Mm. But it does start about two with mm-hmm. the mine.
1: Everything's mine.
0: (laughs) Everything's mine. That's right. Like the birds from mine. Mine, mine, mine. 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 Uh, So anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Remember, this Sunday, um, Scott and Rhonda will be on with Beth on her Facebook Live.
1: Right. And um, I'm asking them if we can put them on our YouTube channel, too. Okay. So once that's up, we'll be doing those sort of things. We'll, um, you know, again, we're getting as many tours from people that are doing it as we can and additionally showing you some Gorgeous tiny homes for inspiration for your journey. And we refer to tiny homes as anything under a thousand square feet. In reality, it's four to five hundred because, but most people can't see themselves living in that size. Um, So we, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm a rule breaker anyway, a little bit. So I don't care, you know, if you've gone from twenty five hundred square feet to six hundred and square feet you've gone to a tiny home. Right. I don't care what the dimensions are. So um but there are many people that want things that are a little bigger, which is okay, but it's still the same point. The point is living free from constraints, living building, painting the door the color you want to paint it, right. living the way you want to live it and we where we aimed for mortgage free. So, you know, that changes your whole perspective on Life when it you does. don't have a big giant mortgage chain. That's your right. Head.
0: And, and, you know, the Queen of England, if she moved into a 5,000 well, square foot house, she lives mortgage house, free now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if she moved into a 5,000 square foot house, that would be moving into a tiny house That's for her. That's true. So, tiny is, is yes, there is a, a building definition for it. Um, but tiny is kind of, uh, of it, it's for every, everybody, it, the definition is going to be different. That's um, right. Because somebody, I mean, we, we moved from 3,000 square feet into 768 square feet. And for us, that's tiny. Um, it's not 200 square feet, which would be um, uh, incredibly tiny. So maybe we should have tiny homes and incredibly tiny homes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Micro homes and then incredibly tiny homes. Right. So thanks for listening. Um we're, we're getting ready again to be invaded with uh, our scholars.
1: Yes, our homeschoolers are yes. coming up to the, we should call them Shafas schoolers.
0: Shafas schoolers, right, because they're not They're not homeschooling,
1: they're Shafas schooling.
0: But uh, they're doing well in school this yeah, year, which is wow. great.
1: And They're reading so well. Oh, incr- it's amazing. They're little, they're five and seven. Well, we have an older one too, but she's kind of doing her own thing she knows how to
0: read (laughs) she knows how to read she can yeah
1: (laughs) with a five and seven year old i'm just shocked at how well they can read it's amazing it
0: is amazing but the
1: world we live in right now is visual everything's in front of us that's right i see words all the time
0: so hope you have a great week hope to see you back here next week or whenever you can listen to the podcast if you want to um uh binge on the podcast that's cool too um But we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith.
1: Beth Smith here.
0: And we will see you next week.